Legacy CRM platforms have made you compromise for far too long. With HubSpot CRM platform, you don't have to choose between enterprise tools that are powerful or easy to use. It gives you both, so your marketing, sales, and service teams can align with ease, accelerate sales, and anticipate every customer need. Finally, there's a CRM platform that helps you run better so you can grow better without complexity ever getting in the way. Learn more at HubSpot.com. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, I feel like I feel like me singing that part was weird, but whatever. You got shy, but it's okay. I am shy. Cue the music. Hi everyone. I'm Alexa. And I'm Taylor, and we are uncorked and unfiltered. We hope you all had a great weekend um, doing whatever. Taylor, did you have a good weekend? Um, sure. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I hung out with the Amish, so it was pretty chill. Oh my god, love the Amish. Yeah. I felt I like... I literally... You're going to literally say what I was saying. So I so. know, you say it then. Well, no, Taylor was texting me because she was like, all I'm thinking about while you're in Amish country is the Schitt's Creek episode where David like tries to run away and then is like stuck on this Amish farm for three days. And like Alexis with her big hat. Oh my God. I love that episode. My older sister, we went on this like horse and buggy ride and they like took us to a farm where we like walked around their house and like walked in their farm and met all animals and stuff. But like my older sister, who's like a fashionista, was wearing like a mini skirt and this cute top and like platform sandals and I was Dad. just dying because she literally was Alexis Rose. I love it. I love it. And then when like Alexis and the family pulls up and she's like, <laughs> David? Yes. And then Moira was more was like, David, we were worried where you are and your bags. <laughs> she only wants her purse back. <laughs> And then Alexis is like, things with mud have progressed. She's like, yeah. And she's like, we slept together. (laughs) I love that show. I think my dream would be to like meet them. Me too. But also we should take a road trip to the town because they still have it all there. I am so down. I wish the borders were not closed because I would say let's go tomorrow. For sure. Once we're allowed in to any other country besides America, we have a lot to do. Oof. Yeah, our list is getting pretty long. I do think that it's also hysterical that we drunkenly bought Rome tickets and we're currently not allowed in the country. Right. Right. I will sail there. I'll swim. No, for sure. If Greta Thunberg can sail across the Atlantic, we can do it too. Maybe I'll hit her up and be like, can we borrow your sailboat? Any tips, tricks, anything? Anything. I'll like buy a dolphin and just swim on that thing. Yeah, I'm sure he needs to buy one. I'm sure if you just ask him like, can I like hitch a ride? It'd be like, "Ah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
Excuse me, Mr. Dolphin, are you going to Rome by any chance? <laughs> God, I don't even know how we got there. I don't either. I'm just saying that country better open or we're screwed. Yeah, seriously. That's the sum of the story right there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, though. Let's see. Let's, let's just, like, go right into our hot takes. I really am excited about this first hot take. For everyone, I'm sure everyone probably knows already, but Demi Lovato is engaged to, his name is Max Etrich, and they have been dating since March publicly, so like five months publicly, but you don't know, you don't really know when they first started, like, canoodling, but it definitely is quick, but in celebrity, I feel like in Hollywood, like, it's like years, Yeah. yeah, five months is like five years. But Taylor, Taylor and I thought it was so funny because he's from Marlboro, New Jersey, and that's five minutes away from my family's house, and Taylor used to live in Marlboro. I know. We could have been neighbors and, like, had no idea. We might be. You never know. Crazier never things know. have happened. Her ring, though, it is I, – I am truly at a loss for words. I work weddings. I see wedding rings every weekend. Right. I have never been speechless from a ring before. And that thing. Really? You could see that ring from space. Yeah. Like, How I swear. How many carrots is that? Like, seven? Okay. I did look it up. I think the total of the entire ring, like, all of the diamonds are 11.5. But I think that middle guy is 8 to 10. Wow. And it cost over a mil, I would guess. So- uh, the rings cost is between... 450 to 850 US dollars. Yeah, right. I bet it's closer to a million. Right. Also, though, I know he's like a semi-actor, but like, how does he have that much money to drop on a ring? Literally, my question exactly. Like, like that's a lot of did money. He, did he sell his house? Maybe. He might be homeless. Maybe. Well, he, I guess he's living with her. but Right. Right. Also, he probably had to take out, like, a huge loan to pay for that bad boy. hmm You bet. But honestly, good job, buddy. You killed it. Oh, yeah. They're, like, so cute. Like, I, like, I stalked – I didn't really stalk them that much before they got engaged. But now that they did, like, I kind of went on a deep dive on, like, both of their Instagrams. And he's, like, so sweet. You can tell he's, like, obsessed with her. And Aww. I don't know. Like, I just – I have high hopes about this one. And did you see her – this, like, letter she posted on – Instagram I think it was yesterday so it was like two days after the proposal Mm -hmm. but it was like it was her two-year anniversary two-year anniversary from that terrible drug overdose she had yeah yeah almost died um and she like relapsed so she's been like two years sober but like the letter was like the note she posted was so I don't know like I got goosebumps reading it because she was like I've changed and grown more in the past two years than I have my entire life and she's like I know I did this all on my own but she was like but now having him has given my life like a whole nother purpose and I have never felt stronger I have never felt more determined like I don't know like words were like kind of like speaking from the page and I could tell she wrote that from the heart and I thought it was like so so sweet and she seems like she's in, like, the best place she could ever be now. So I just hope that, like, her life keeps getting better and staying this good because she just, she's been through a lot. Yeah, she has. Maybe they are each other's, like, soulmate kind of thing. Yeah, I don't even know where they met. I don't either. 
And he's only on like some TV shows or something, right? Like he's not super well known. Yeah, he was on like a soap opera, and then he was yeah. like in some random other stuff. I mean, maybe now that he's her fiance, maybe he'll like book more Blow roles up. or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he wasn't anything that. Um, he wasn't that famous. Maybe he slid into her DMs or something. Oh, I love when like celebrities do that because I'm like, wow, you guys are so normal. Like it's so weird. I feel like this happened happens all the time. Pretty sure Joe Jonas slid into Sophie Turner's DMs. Love it. Nick Jonas DM'd Priyanka on Twitter. Love it. I feel like it happens all the time. I mean, I'm so here for it. It makes it like less creepy when normal people do it. Exactly. But I mean, I guess that's like how are celebrities supposed to really like connect? Yeah, that's true. I always thought it was like my people will call your your people kind of thing. Me too. But I guess that is kind of awkward to have to tell your manager, I like this person, hook it up. Like, yeah, I guess it can be done. But to me, that's kind of scummy. I feel like they should have to like do the work. Yeah, agreed. I guess it's easier too with social media now. True. I guess yeah. back in old Hollywood, it was like, send um, a pigeon and a note to this girl. <laughs> <laughs> a love letter. Right. Oh, um, yeah, but congrats. Super cute. We love it. We're I think here for the it. wedding dress will probably be like stunning. So looking forward to that. Me too. I wonder if they'll have like a quick wedding or if it'll kind of be in like a year or so. I know. I think the same. I don't know. I could... I guess COVID kind of changes the game, but I could go either way with them, I think. Yeah. Either. Because, like, I could see them having a small little, like, thing really quick just if they want to do it or. Right. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. I'm excited for it. Did you see what Kanye West has been tweeting? I mean, where do we begin? Guys, Kanye (laughs) Kanye is having a moment. I know. I like, I do feel bad for him because I do think he's having, he's going through a breakdown. Like he's in the process of it. Yeah. But like someone needs to take his Twitter away from him. Yeah. He really like, I mean, like him and Trump, if they have one thing in common, it's that they both need to get off the Twitter. Literally. It's like rage tweet 2020. That should be the campaign slogan for both of them. Literally. Like, we should have a contest. This should be who wins presidency. Whoever can rage tweet the most insane things wins at the oh rate we're God. going. The rate we're going, Kanye's winning because yeah. the tweets are insane. Like he went on like a bunch of different rants. I think probably the worst thing that he did is he, well, I guess this all starts when he was at, um, he was speaking at his own rally and he announced that Kim Kardashian wanted uh, an abortion when they were having their first child north and he convinced her not to have the abortion and if I were Kim I'd kill him mm-hmm. he would, would be him. he would just disappear into thin air no one would know what happened to him no one would know like how dare you but I guess that's part of the whole breakdown that he's yeah. going through yeah but it's then like, crazy. I guess he went on Twitter and he started just going on different rants and I put my life on my God that North's mom would never photograph her doing Playboy and that's on God. I'm at the ranch. Come and get me. Um, And then another tweet. I love my wife. My family must live next to me. It's not up to E or NBC anymore. And I did read that they were not living together for a few months. So that might've been what that's about. Um, Um, Then he he tweeted NBC locked up Bill Cosby. 
which like, is what? very controversial. <sighs> so then he goes, Kim was trying to fly to Wyoming with a doctor to lock me up, like on the movie Get Out, because I cried about saving my daughter's life yesterday. No, it's because you told the whole world your personal freaking business, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then he continued, everybody knows the movie Get Out is about me. Like, who even are, I mean, you think very highly of yourself. You married into the Kardashian family. Like, that's a big name. Yeah. They didn't base this movie off of you, I'm sure. No, they didn't. He just, like, it's honestly insane. So, like, when I read those types of things, I'm sitting there and I'm like, what is going through this person's head? Like, I try to, like, follow the, like, um, train of thought and, like, right. we're stopping at too many stations and I'm just getting confused because I'm like, where am I even going now? I don't even know. I started with Kim and I ended up in the movie Get Out. Like, how am I here? It's I just, know. It's it's scary. It's crazy. I think they're saying he has bipolar. Yeah, they are saying. And then Kim, she posted that whole statement on her Instagram. And she mm-hmm. was like, basically, like she wanted to say silent, silent, but she felt like she couldn't. And she's like, Kanye suffers from a mental illness. And for people that are close to him and know him and love him, understand these sporadic, you know, mm-hmm. situations that happen. But, you know, she she's and then she's like i understand he's a public figure so that when he does stuff it's going to be talked about and it's going to become public but then she i guess she was asking people to please respect that like he is a father and there's more to meet the eye than hit with him and honestly the whole thing summed up she was defending him 100 percent and yeah. basically telling people to like back off yeah um, I'm pretty sure I thought I heard too that she had said like or he had said in some of her tweets or somewhere that he had like accused her of sleeping with Meek Mill, Meek Mill I think and yeah. I was just like that's bold that's bold like to accuse your spouse of cheating with no knowledge or anything of I mean do you think it happened so there is photo evidence that she went to dinner with Meek Mill but there was two other people at the dinner and they were talking about the whole prison reform thing that she has been going to the White House and freeing people that were wrongly convicted or just um, their convictions were insane and not just. Mm-hmm. So, like, there is photo evidence that she did go to this restaurant at a hotel and got dinner with Meek Mill and, like, two other people. But it's just a picture of them at dinner. Like, there's no... Right. So, I don't know if he... Like, and I'm, I'm assuming she went without telling him or without asking permission, which, why should she need to? Obviously, he was pissed about that. I think Meek Mill made a statement and kind of laughed it all off and was like, "This is these allegations are ridiculous." Right. So he totally was just going based off that picture that like she must have I think been cheating. He was pissed that she went and didn't tell him. Like, I right. Think that's what it was. But interesting. Yeah, the whole thing is. Then he went on and talked about Chris Jenner, and he called her Chris John Ung, like Kim John Ung. I'm sorry, but I died. That was funny. Like, that's so funny. And I saw, like, a meme, and people had, like, put her face on Chris Jong Un, or what's his name? <laughs> Kim <laughs> Jong Un's, like, head. So it's, like, her face with his, like, hairdo. Oh, my I God. peed my pants. I was laughing so hard. I love the internet. It's like, so do you believe that? Because then he went on this whole rampage and he posted screenshots of him trying to text her, and she's, like, Chris, and she's ignoring him. Mm. And then started saying how um, 
Chris wants to lock him up and stuff. Like, do you think that like the rest of the Kardashians or Chris Jenner hates him? Or do you think this is all like just like trying to be built up so it's like drama? I don't know if they hate him as much as they're just kind of like, you just aired out a lot of our dirty laundry and you didn't really have a right to do it. And I think they're probably just frustrated more than anything. Like, because we don't know how long this type of stuff's been going on for. We don't know if he's supposed to be on medication and isn't taking it or like has resisted help in the past or whatever. If he's been like resisting help and like not been taking his medication, I would imagine that she probably is they probably are pissed and they're like dude like you just had a full-on breakdown for the entire world to see like you need to you need to get help we need to get this under control but I don't know it'd be really fucked up if they just all of a sudden were like ignoring him and like leaving him in the dust for no reason other than you know because it's not like he wanted to do this it's not like he got drunk one night and like said stuff he shouldn't have said like this is clearly an issue yeah no I agree I don't know there is I don't maybe we probably we probably won't really ever know what's actually going on but it's getting messy because I don't think they like he obviously knows a lot and I don't think they realize that he would go like this far yeah just like kind of like tweeting whatever he wants so yeah and all the tweets were deleted so after 30 minutes after he posted them Right, which makes me feel like someone got a hold of him real quick to get that shit taken down. I think so, too. But I don't know. I mean, the internet's pretty quick, too. So, like, I screenshotted it because they knew. Yeah. You know, like, we got to They're like, this this. is going to go away, so we need to make sure it doesn't. Yeah, I love the internet. Me as well. But, yeah, that whole thing is a shit show, and... I'm like, I've, I was keeping up with it, but now it's almost getting to a lot where I'm like, what's going on? I guess it's also scary because he's genuinely running for president. So that's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, if he becomes president, I truly think I will move to Italy full time. Yeah. I mean, I, I've just needed more and more reasons to do so, but. Right. I don't know. 2020 vision is seeming more and more I don't know um Taylor I am gonna let you finish but um Taylor Swift actually just had the best album of all time (laughs) (laughs) are we taking it back to like what 20 2009 Kanye I think it was the VMAs (laughs) when he interrupted Taylor and was like hey Taylor I'm gonna let you finish but Beyonce had I that video actually cracks me up the most because that's when she was like dating Taylor Lautner at the time and the video is hysterical because like she won the the award and Taylor Lautner is the one that presented it so she was like about to speak or spoke like two sentences and Taylor Lautner is next to her so then Kanye West comes around but all you see is Taylor Swift who's like in heels probably like six foot and Taylor Lautner is like five, six, and it looks like this little baby next to her. And I just remember him, like, not really knowing what to do. And and then he went on SNL, like, a few – like, a week later and kind of made fun of himself, how, like, he should have done something. And then he did this whole, like, taekwondo thing where he's like, this is what I would have done. Oh, my God. Oh, my so God. That is a great transition, though, into Taylor Swift's new album that just dropped the other day. Right? I just thought, like, Kanye and Taylor, like, we can't pass that up. We can't pass it up. Uh, yes, but people, she's done it again. Actually, she's never 
done a surprise album before. So she, on Friday, released her eighth album, which was called Folklore. And she announced Thursday, 24 hours before, that she was dropping this new album at midnight, which she's never done. She's always done long campaigns and promos and releasing like one or two singles before Mm -hmm. the album comes out. I remember I woke up the earliest than my sisters. It was like seven. And I looked at my phone and I immediately see it. And I actually woke up both of my sisters because my little sister is like a huge, huge Swifty. And it was, I actually wish I recorded it because I go to like hit her and I saw like the look of death in her eye. Like she was going to kill me. <laughs> and, like she, and then I was like, Taylor Swift is dropping a new album at midnight. So then her entire face changes and she's like, what? And I was like, bitch. Um, Best makeup call ever. Yeah, so it was really funny. Um, But yeah, so she dropped this song. I personally love it. It's actually one of my favorite albums she's ever done. It's very folky. It's very indie. But I like that type of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I like some of her OG stuff more than like her super poppy stuff. So like I was just happy to have almost like – I wouldn't necessarily call it acoustic because there's a lot of instruments involved in the songs. But it's mm-hmm. definitely a little bit more of like a broken down type of album, super chill, very fallish. So it's okay. interesting that she came out with it, dropped it now instead of waiting until like September or something. Right. Um, but I have a few Easter eggs for you guys since Taylor is always really into doing like um, – and there's actually a million, but some of them are like so extra. I was like – some people are even saying that she's actually pregnant and was dropping hints. Because they were, like, oh, grabbing geez. all these, like, different dates in the music video. And I was like, this is a freaking stretch. But some people get, like, crazy with it. Right. But she did say that this guy, William Bowery, um, wrote two of the songs with her when she was, like, announcing the album. And when people started looking into it, they realized that that name didn't exist. That wasn't a person. That wasn't a songwriter. It was no one that anyone's ever heard of before. So they're hmm. realizing this is her once again using, like, a fake name for something. And what people are thinking is that it's actually her boyfriend, Joe Alwyn, that co-wrote two songs with her. And especially one of the songs is, I would say, the most romantic song on the track. So it would make sense that he wrote it with her. Yeah. Um, And I think there was something that Bowery, um, there's Bowery Ballroom, which is in New York, which it might have been around like where they met or they went somewhere there. So then there was some like Easter egg like that. So then... Oh, she dropped, I think, something about Joe Jonas in one of her songs and Visual Strings, which is actually one of my favorite. Um, It basically, the song is about talking about like two different people that had to kind of go through their life a certain way to finally meet and that all along there was invisible strings connecting them, which I just think is like a really cool, like, I mean, her lyrics in this album are so smart, so intelligent, so well thought out. So that song is one of my favorites. But a lyric in it is, cold was the steel of my axe to grind for the boys who broke my heart. Now I send their baby's presents. So they're thinking that was kind of a shout out because Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are about to have a baby. And that was mm-hmm. her saying, you know, she's obviously sent them, you know, like a baby gift or something. Interesting. So that, that was interesting. But my favorite Easter egg of the entire thing, and I think Taylor, you're going to love this. Oh, is Okay, I'm ready. Her song, okay, there was a song, Betty. Also, something to know, she drops the F-bomb in four different songs. 
which is, is that new for her yeah very she's never oh. she's not someone that like curses um if anything she said like shit once or something but in oh my god actually betty in the chorus she drops the f-bomb so it's like obviously like all throughout the song because the chorus comes on all together but betty which is what the song is called it's actually a sneaky reveal of the name for ryan reynolds and blake lively's third baby that they just had and they never announced the name of the child everyone knew that it was a girl and that they Mm -hmm. had three girls but in the song she talks about james and innes which are okay. two other daughters' names. So then uh-huh. people put it together, and then they actually, later in the day, it was confirmed that that is the name of their third daughter. Oh, is she yeah. friends with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively? Yeah, she's been close with them for a really long time. Um, oh. Yeah, they've been, like, really good friends for a while. Do you know her song, Gorgeous? No. Shameful Taylor. Well, in the beginning of Gorgeous... There's this like baby's voice that kind of sounds like gorgeous. And then it's like, dun, 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 dun. that's actually their daughter. And it was like, they took a recording and that's Blake and Ryan's um, oldest daughter actually saying that. So they're really oh. close. Wow. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she talked to them first and was like, can I release this song named Betty? <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to pretty much guarantee that she did right because pe- right especially because she name dropped the other two daughters in the song people were gonna figure it out yeah um so yeah i'm gonna assume and they probably thought that was like a cute way of like announcing it to the world like having their friend who's releasing an album like name it song after her so yeah it was super cute i like that yeah. i love like right like lively and ryan reynolds too their so. goals if they ever break up <laughs> i'll be so upset if they ever break up love is totally dead I know, but yeah, no, 10 out of 10 albums. So good. I love it. I can't wait until we can actually see concerts again so that I can see the songs live. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. It's, a, it's, I think, one of her best. Do you know where the name came from? Because I feel like it's just so random. So basically what she's saying is this album is a collection of stories so not necessarily the stories are really about her it's almost like folk stories that okay. she took inspiration from different things and then wrote songs about it so that's why she called it folklore because it's i guess that's kind of like the theme of it that it's like almost like folk stories and stuff that she then like wrote poems about basically gotcha i thought the same though when i woke up and it she said she was dropping it like I was writing in my group chat with like all of my friends at like Taylor Swift and we were all like little concerned with the title. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was like so random, but now I'm obviously cool with it now that I've heard the album itself. But I, yeah, I do wonder how she even thought of that title in the first place. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a listen. Cause I've heard good things. Yeah. It's like, honestly, I think it would be a good song for you to listen, a good album for you to listen to when you're at work and stuff. Like, it's definitely not a pump-up album that you're going to listen to mm-hmm. getting ready or at a pregame. But, right. Yeah. Won't be at a pregame for a very long time. Right, but even pregame with yourself. Right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so that's that. And then one quick little thing, Billie Eilish announced that she's dropping a new song this Thursday. And I just needed to throw that in her there because I love her and I'm excited for that. All right. We'll have to keep our eyes out for that one. Mm-hmm. Love new music. Yeah. Me too. 
Should we talk about? I like I like your hot takes. I think we had good hot takes. Yeah. Should we talk about the Wayfair scandal a little? Oh yeah, I'm like afraid if we talk about it, like it's gonna like we're almost like gonna get bad juju. But like it's really freaky. I know. Like I so sometimes I'm skeptical to believe like conspiracy theories, but then when they start adding up. I'm like, I feel like I can't avoid the signs. Like, I know. this makes too much sense. I know. So break it down for our listeners who don't know anything about this. Um, I'm sure they've heard of Wayfair, the website, like the company that sells like furniture. Right. So in case you've been living under a rock, <laughs> um, it happened a few weeks ago. I think it broke. So it conveniently right after, who was the woman that was Jeffrey Epstein's like I think it was her wife, his wife. Yeah. yeah. So conveniently after she was arrested, this like scandal from Wayfair kind of got brought to light. And there was a photo released of like her with the owner, CEO, whatever right. of Wayfair that also um, surfaced. So now people are like piecing together. But I guess allegedly if you go, if you went on Wayfair you would like type in like a certain pillow or something and it was like a person's name, but the pillow would be like thousands upon thousands of dollars. Yeah. And it would actually be like a child that was abducted and like you'd be buying the child. Yeah. And then it even went a step further where there was eight different types of like a white cabinet and it looked like an Ikea cabinet, like nothing crazy. And Mm. every, in every different like, cabinet that was on the site looked the picture looked exactly the same yet it was each like a different name and it was like a person's name but they were like unique names like a lot of like Mm -hmm. hispanic names and then the cabinets would be like ninety nine thousand dollars or something crazy like that or like different prices even though all the cabinets looked the same and it was weird and then even further when you would type in one of the like a few of these names, it would actually come up that they were immigrants that were held captive in ICE and then now have disappeared. Just yeah. to take that further. Yeah. It, 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 every arrow is pointing to illegal shit was going on and like they covered it up big time. And I remember like sometimes I'll just like furniture shop just for fun because I like doing that kind of stuff. Right. And I remember going on Wayfair and just like when I would like narrow my price range down, there would be a, a, a box to check that was like up to like $10,000 or something like that. And I literally was like, who would ever, it's Wayfair. Right. What are you buying from Wayfair that's cost over a thousand dollars? I right. mean, really, it's not like it's some boutique bo- furniture store where like the, the fabric is like custom woven in like Egypt or some shit. Like it's Wayfair. It I made know. no sense. I agree. It's and then the Wayfair ended up making a statement, obviously denouncing all of these claims, saying bubble like I don't even know how you could even say like no, we're right. not doing this. But they basically right. were saying that and then they were saying these cabinets are expensive and that that's just it. Like they come from like imported wood or different stuff like that. And we're saying like these prices yeah. are valid and they're actually real. So it's bizarre. I don't believe any of it. No. There's definitely something sketchy going on. And I just have felt this whole thing brewing for a while with Jeffrey Epstein. And there's just like, 
I don't know. I also just think it's weird that like no news outlets are talking about any of this mm-hmm. at all. It's just, I just feel like when it comes to like the media and Hollywood, it makes sense that there's some like really, really sketchy, scary shit going on. But yeah, the, the people are getting way too smart and are figuring some of it out. So yeah, I mean, this is probably they're trying to make it like probably one of the biggest cover ups. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. It, Watch, like, 80 years from now, like, all this shit comes out. And it's like, yeah. Even, like, you were onto something. Like, you were right. Crazy. Right. 2020, I wouldn't be surprised at all. No. Me either. <laughs> this year me is just... Either. Um, well, if we're going to go from, like, one sketchy story to the next, should we talk some unsolved mystery? Like, yes, please. Guys, if you have not watched this show on Netflix... We do give you permission if you don't want to get spoiled to turn us off, but at the same time, go watch it and then come mm-hmm. and listen, but also we'll break down some of the theories we have, so it's super interesting. Yeah. So basically, it's this show on Netflix, and each episode talks about a case that obviously involves murder and was never solved. So basically, they didn't figure out who you know did the crime, um, but these cases or not just like your normal murder case, like they're pretty wild, they're really weird, and they don't add up so that you know that like something definitely went down, but it's crazy that it hasn't been like discovered or figured out yet. Yeah, it's it's like hauntingly like just like ominous, like watching it and you're like this, the person who killed these people are still out there, like that's, and there's no evidence of like them being caught anytime soon, like that's what's so scary. Yeah. And yeah, it's terrifying. So you want to talk about the first episode, Ray Rivera? Yeah, because that one completely blew my mind. Crazy. So to sum this up, this guy, he was living with his wife in Baltimore. They moved from California to Baltimore because he got a new job. And this was like, I feel like only like a year into them living there, maybe a year Mm -hmm. and a half. One thing led to another. He disappeared one day. They don't really know why. And then they searched for him for like 12 days. And they ended up finding that he was like fell through this type of like storage unit. But it was outside of a famous hotel in Baltimore. And they just don't know what happened. He was obviously dead there. And his like corpse corpse was rotting, which was gross. But when the investigation was happening – Obviously, they thought it was a suicide, but no matter where he jumped from, whether it was the ledge of the hotel or there was a parking garage right across from it, experts, when they did the measurements, they didn't feel like it was actually physically possible for a man who was wearing flip-flops to be able to, like, jump and land Mm -hmm. and fall through the roof of that exact spot. Yeah, and I agree. I definitely think he was, like, pushed, or my other theory is – he might so I think he fell from the parking garage level right because I feel like if he had fallen from because the the angles were not adding up from the hotel at all like there was no way it was too far my thinking is he was probably being threatened by someone up at the parking garage level he ran over the ledge and jumped thinking he would survive and just land on that rooftop and, and then, then the wall, the ceiling died. through. Right. Yeah. Because what was suspicious was that right next to the hole where he fell through, there was mm-hmm. one flip-flop found 
his glasses and his cell phone. But what's weird about it is that his glasses and cell phone do not have a scratch. So you'd think if right. someone fell from a decent way to where it was a fatal fall for them, there would at least his glasses would be broken or something. So it mm-hmm. almost looks like someone placed it there to almost look like he fell through or something. True. I feel really bad for that wife because you can tell she's just really not over it. I mean, I don't blame her to be over it, but I feel like I know. If, you find, if you find out really what – and I think what makes it worse is all the the whole police station thinks it's a suicide and she's just like, yeah. it's just not. So for her to not prove that he didn't kill himself and for something to happen, like she has to now live with that her whole life. Yeah. My thing is, though, like, and maybe his stuff was placed there, but I'm like, still, where did he fall from? Like, that's what I really want to know. Because you don't just end up through the roof. It doesn't happen. Well, there were some other theories saying that he was, like, pushed from a helicopter. True. I don't know if I believe that one. I feel like people would notice a low-flying helicopter. See, that's the only thing, too. I'm like, that's noisy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would add up because it looks like his body really rent, went through that ceiling. Right. And they said it was metal. So it you would think it would have to be from like a really high up fall. And mm-hmm. the parking garage, even the Wasn't medical examiner was like, I think you could survive a jump like that. Like it's not. Yeah. So that's a very bizarre one. Yeah. That one was weird. I mean, they're all really weird. The second episode, I was like, what? Like The hairdresser? Yeah. 13 minutes. What happened in those 13 minutes? I don't know. So basically she was just at her, she was this woman, she was a hairstylist and it was a normal day. She was just doing people's hair and in the middle of the day, she just disappeared. Yeah. And like no one, I guess there was a phone call or something. Right. So she answered answered the phone for a customer and then from that phone call to the next phone call that she never picked up, it was 13 minutes. So they're thinking that's whenever something happened and it was just 13 minutes that something happened and for her to leave, like she was heating up her food and it was like left there. Yeah. Like it, it, and like her truck was parked somewhere that it never usually is. People say it's always parked in the same spot and it was like parked mm-hmm. weird. Um, it is sad that they ended up finding her body like two years later. I know. Because then there was no evidence to see really what happened. Because it was just bones. I do think it was her husband, though. New husband. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. He was just weird. He's so weird. How he sleeps with the ashes. Yeah. I mean, it's just bizarre. And it's also very unsettling, the fact that, like, he did not get along with her son at all. Like, he truly just wanted her to himself. And I think because she was, like, also being there for her son he didn't like that and that could have been motive in my eyes yeah i mean she could have said like i'm choose i'm gonna choose my son over you and if he knew that then he was like well no i'm getting the last word i just think what's such a red flag is like the day she went meet missing he changed his locks right and, like and who didn't does let that? his son go back in yeah it's weird and at first he was like, well, I was nervous because I didn't know if someone was going to come to the house. And it's like, fair, but the son also said he banged and yelled in the door for hours and you didn't let him in. So then that doesn't make sense. Right. Like your story's not adding up and people are like, and I guess his bit, he had an alibi, I guess. Yes. 
But they also were like, if he really wanted to, he could have finagled a way to do it. Yeah, they said it wasn't impossible. It was just unlikely. Um, And let's go back to Joe Exotic. Murder for Hire is a real thing. Right. (laughs) Hi, Joe. So we're not saying he exactly did it or was the one to grab her. They Mm -hmm. could have then drove the wife to an area where he was. Like, we don't know. Right. We have no idea. But I definitely think he played a part. Me too. And, and I feel bad that he has the ashes and his son can't have him. I know. That's it's just weird, like how much he hated the son for no reason it sounded yeah, like. It doesn't make sense. It's almost like he holds this animosity all this long because the son in his eyes is the reason why he had a killer and that's the reason why yeah. he can't have her. Because yeah. he killed her. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But if there's anything to come good to come from the show. Um, because I know it probably sounds like super gruesome and dark, but Mm. if you watch the episode with Alonzo Brooks, which was the African-American guy who was found dead in like a Creek after they went to like him and his friends went to some party in like a small town in Kansas. And then what ends up happening and was so terrible for the family is they said that they couldn't find any type of foul play and they think he might have just, like, died there. But it doesn't make any sense because his no. boots were found by that farm thrown randomly in a hat. And remember, mm-hmm. he said he hurt his ankle. So why would he have just been walking around without right. shoes? Right. And then he got into that racial argument because someone was saying racial slurs to him earlier in the night in the party. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this was obviously yeah. a hate crime. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I also found it very suspicious that the cops – looked for this body and then the minute the family went out there they found him within like five minutes yeah yeah and the cops had looked for months and they couldn't find him like that's just either someone put the body there like after the cops had stopped moving because they thought the searching was over or the cops weren't really looking that hard right and it could be either way because I mean when you're talking about a small town like that racism exists like let's be real and yeah it I mean, it's obviously very scary to think that even the police force would go through such lengths that this poor family can't find their son. But I can guarantee you it's happened. This So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. So, but to shed some, I guess, positivity and maybe something can come from this, because of Unsolved Mysteries and this case getting more publicity again, they have decided to get his body exhumed. Which mm-hmm. means that – so they basically dug up his body from his grave in the graveyard, and they're basically going to, I guess, kind of reopen the case or just, like, do another autopsy on his body and see. Because I think what was the most frustrating part is they said they couldn't determine how he died, and they couldn't determine that there was any foul play. Right. And I feel like you can always find a cause of death. I Like, hi, law and order. Yeah. Every episode, they know how the person died. Like, you can't just sit here and say, yeah, we don't know. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, maybe that medical examiner couldn't be trusted. Like, what do you mean you don't know? Like, his body was found, I think, 16 days. Or no, actually, no, 28 days or something. So that's not, like, how that poor other hairdresser where it was, you know, two years. Right. You still have all your muscle and, like, your skin. Like, you're not decomposed that much. Trust me, we took a forensics class. Dead people. Okay, sophomore year so, of high school. We know what we're talking about, okay? Look it up. It's a thing. They definitely could have figured it out. If he had drowned, there probably would have been like 
evidence of that in his lungs. Yes. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to definitely be watching for updates because, oh my gosh, I just feel bad for all of these families that they really can't close the book and try and move on with your life because you're always going to want to get justice for your family member that was killed. And it's hard to do that when you know that the person that did it is walking around free. Yeah. I do think this series is like so great because it probably has brought to light so many of the cases and people are probably now thinking like, oh shit, like that happened in my town or like, you know, like I know someone who was like acting a little weird that day, like whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like publicity and people do anything to be famous. So like if they know something, they'll come forward. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I I find crime docs so interesting, but Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel a little guilty being into this stuff because then I feel like it's like I'm getting entertainment over other people's pain. But in a series like this where it could actually help by making it so public, that makes me feel good about it and like not as bad for being so into it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I feel good about it. I think it could only be good. Yeah, it's 2020. I mean, so much has changed since – when, when a lot of these cases are, which was like the late 1990s, early 2000s. So, yeah. But definitely, we fully recommend you guys watch the series. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kept me up at night, me wondering, and like, who did, I know. Who did it? <laughs> I know. If you think any of the cases are cracked, don't go in with that mindset because you're just going to have not. questions. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not. <laughs> so, <laughs> not to give anything away, but. Yeah, I mean, we've given away like three episodes, but we did warn you guys, so. so. It's your own fault. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like that might be about it for this week. Yeah, I think so. I don't think I have anything else for you. <laughs> I think me as well. I think I have gone through kind of all of my topics. You know, we go from celeb engagement, Taylor Swift album child trafficking unsolved murder yep i love murder just another day (laughs) just another episode of uncorked and unfiltered but as we always do um if you guys can please subscribe to us on whatever platform platform you're listening to also if you guys have apple podcasts we would love if you guys could rate and review our podcast it would mean so much to us You can follow us on Twitter, which is uncork underscore podcast, and on Instagram, which is uncorked underscore unfiltered. And as always, everybody, stay hydrated. And drink wine. Bye, guys. Legacy CRM platforms have made you compromise for far too long. With HubSpot CRM platform, you don't have to choose between enterprise tools that are powerful or easy to use. It gives you both, so your marketing, sales, and service teams can align with ease, accelerate sales, and anticipate every customer need. Finally, there's a CRM platform that helps you run better so you can grow better without complexity ever getting in the way. Learn more at HubSpot.com. 
<laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly.